morning, one, two, three. Hello. I have my Britney Spears microphone here. Or Madonna, whatever. <laughs> oh, it's old-fashioned. Hello, so good to be here with you. Can you hear me in the back? Yes, it's okay? Thank you, guys. You're working so hard today. Thank you, tech team. Let me put my Bible here. I want to invite you to open your Bibles in Acts chapter 2. And I introduce you back to myself in a few seconds. Let me finish this. Okay. Okay. Good morning. Uh, my name is Danny and part of the leadership team of this local church. Hello, if you're watching on YouTube, we are very welcome to open your Bible with us in Acts chapter 2, a very classic text. We are talking about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We are in this new series talking about the Holy Spirit. And I have the privilege to share with you. I am the guy with the most beautiful accent of this church. And I really know, don't know what to do. I put my jacket 15 times already. It's very fresh morning, but beautiful. The first or the second garden church, the first Sunday. Uh, it's amazing to be here. Now, let me start talking about the Holy Spirit. Bef <coughs> before we go to the text, I told this story. It's a, f it's a good one. It's very fun. Uh, years ago, let me share with you again. If you know the story, you just pretend that's in you and then help me to laugh, okay? If it's not fun, I raise my hands as the sign and you laugh to help me in the joke. Um, I was raised in the church. I used to say I'm church survivor. <laughs> I was raised in the church and, and, and when I was a boy, I don't know, seven, eight years old, just hunting for jokes and funny stories in the church. <laughs> and my church was a classic Pentecostal church. You know that films you watch Holy Ghost and all that kind of stuff. We were this kind of church. And we didn't have nothing fancy or modern like worship bands with rock. I was a kid. Just, what's the word in English? Organ? Organ? That keyboard, old-fashioned with wood. And I was there. Small church, corridor in the middle and, and pews in the two corners. Uh, wood pews, wooden pews. And in that church, every weekend in the morning, we have the same people sitting in the same place. I'm sure we don't have this here, just in Brazil, in the same place. And we had this guy, Jesse was his name, and he used to sit in that corner near to the wall and use the wall to sleep. He was sleeping every, every <laughs> service. And at the beginning, his wife was trying to help waking up, but then she gave up and everybody just get used with Jesse sleeping in the service. For me, it was fun. Ah, the guy's sleeping. But at some time, after some time, he started to snore. <laughs> Can you imagine? Everybody's singing. Now it's time to sing with that uh, hymns book. Book of hymns? Hymns book? Hymn book? I surrender all. I surrender all. It was not loud, of course. I'm exaggerating, but he was snoring. And all this church life was, was good for me. But I had some questions in my head, even when I was a boy. And the main questions was about Holy Spirit. Because in my head, God, okay, God is God, the creator of the earth and, and the universe. And I had my comics of superheroes. In my head, God was kind of Odin, Thor's father, okay? He was the owner of Asgard. 
We didn't have Marvel films in that this time. Come on, guys. The Rainbow was black and white. So uh, we had the comics. And, and Jesus was kind of tore because, come on, it's Jesus, famous. Dying the cross, we had many films about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, it's, I don't know, it's the Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? Okay, his name is the Spirit. Is he fog or energy or can I call him he or it? I didn't know that much about the Holy Spirit. And my references was, remember, I was at a very Pentecostal church. All that uh, manifestations, would like to swap the mic. I can use this one. Look at that, the other one. Yeah, it's the same one Don't look to my belly. Sorry, That's okay, you're working so hard, guys. Two, three, hello, yeah, yeah. Perfect, thank you. Amazing, this is nice, it's like a spider. Okay, great, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hello, yeah, better, well. I was talking about the Holy Spirit. And then, let me put this here. And then, they had all that stranger tongues and people sometimes, I don't know, with that weird manifestations. Oh, how is the Holy Spirit? So in my head, Holy Spirit was, was this thing, very strange. And sometimes people were weeping the church and sometimes speaking other tongues and Wow, what's the Holy Spirit? What, what is the Holy Spirit? In Jesus' uh, life, that guy was sleeping. He had no expectations about the service. It was just another meeting. I would see people there. We know the songs and have that Holy Spirit moment. But then I have a coffee later and we'll be together. Just normal, no expectations about the Holy Spirit or just one more weekend in the church. And even today, we have many different opinions and thoughts and um, ideas about church life and Holy Spirit. If you're raised in a Catholic background or Church of England background, have the creed and the creeds there. I believe in God, the Father, the creator of everything, the universe, etc. And then I believe in Jesus Christ and talks everything about Jesus Christ, the way that he died on the cross. And the next line is, I believe in the Holy Spirit, full stop. We don't know that much. So we are talking about this new series, the Holy Spirit. Let's go to read the classic text in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. I want to read with you. Uh, oh, blow away, Acts. Let me grab my Acts and get <laughs> wind. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of the Pentecost came, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seems to be what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We are talking here about disciples of Jesus, Jesus' followers. These guys, they walked with Jesus three years. They had the privilege to walk with Jesus. Around 120 people, they were in this big room or house. But they still haven't 
being filled with the Holy Spirit. They had the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to walk with Jesus without the help of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to born again without the Holy Spirit. But it is possible to be in the church and don't have any experience with the Holy Spirit. And after some time, they received this experience, a sound like a violent wind. And in this text, I want to highlight here two uh, characteristics or two symbols of the Spirit, the wind and the fire. I don't know when was your last experience with the Holy Spirit. I just know that it's easier for us to be familiar with Christian life. To just be an automatic pilot. Just do things like we know how to do. So have God in church. Yeah, we will sing. We will drink coffee. We will raise our hands. And then we go back home. And again the next week. And the next week. It's cool. It's nice. It's normal. It's sad. A Christian life without any deep experience with God and His Spirit is just predict predictable. It's just normal. I don't want something just normal. I know there is something more. I know there is another level. I know there is some different experience. Okay, Jesus, I walk with you, but I know there is something more. And these guys, they walked with Jesus, and Jesus said, guys, stay in Jerusalem, you need to be, you need to receive a different power called Holy Spirit. And we are reading now, and it's like a wind blowing, whatever it pleases, and everywhere. Now, the Spirit is blowing somewhere. He's doing something, and it can be anywhere. I was another day watching a podcast and this guy was sharing his testimony. He works with YOM in Brazil, but across many nations, and he said, look his plan. So I had a plan. I left Brazil, I started to study in America, and my plan was, okay, I'll enjoy my life when I, I don't know, when I get around 25, 27 years old, I'll be back to the church, I'll find a girl, and I'll get married. But I have this gap in my life, into 20, 24, 25, I just want to enjoy my life. And he went to America with this plan. And they were having parties and celebration and drinking alcohol and going hang out with friends and all of this. He came from the church, and his parents in Brazil, they were praying for him all the time. And, and, and he was in this nightclub, okay? And everybody just enjoyed. And he was there. Woo! He was there. Suddenly, came to his mind and heart this, this presence in the nightclub. And he felt, okay, I know what is this. And he stopped. Oh, I know. Not now, God. Not now. I have my plans. And he started to feel the weight of the sin and repentance in the nightclub. And he started to weep in the nightclub. And everybody around, and he was weeping. I need to come back to Jesus now. Now, right now. He went to the toilet, washed his face. He took the car, went back to his flat. He called to his mom. He opened the laptop. 
God is calling me. And he found a YWAM in Hawaii. And three days later, he was in Hawaii being trained to be a missionary. The Holy Spirit is blowing right now in the football match, in the streets of Crowley, in your family, in your heart, in this local church, in anywhere. Nobody can resist the Holy Spirit. He's sovereign. He does whatever he wants, whatever he pleases. And our privilege is to work with him, the greatest evangelist, the greatest missionary ever, Holy Spirit. He's doing something right, right now. That's why he said, when I'm not being part of something that he's doing because he's so excited. There, it's exciting. There's so many things happening now with the Holy Spirit. I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this journey. He's blowing like a violent wind. It's not something, oh, hello, excuse me, sorry. No. It's something powerful. It's something amazing. Something, it's awesome. It's this kind of Christian life. It's who comes when you have experience of the Holy Spirit. And we read here, they saw like a fire, tongues of fire, fire. Four things that fire, only fire can do for you. Fire brings light, warms, warms us up, purified and spreads. Or fire spreads or just goes out. There's an old book in the Bible called Leviticus. In chapter 6, there is five recommendations for those who love God to keep the altar and the fire burning. Keep burning. Keep burning the fire. Keep burning the fire. Because the fire must be kept burning. Or he spreads or goes out. There is this, there is this, I don't know, power and fire of the Holy Spirit available for you and me. But then my main question, and this is my point I want to share with you this morning. Okay, power, fire, wind, blowing, for what? How can I use this in my life? What benefit or power for what? And we can see in the Bible, the first point I want to share with you. Power to overcome the fear in your heart. You see, in Acts, they were all together in the same place when they received the Holy Spirit. But if you read another part of the Bible, you understand, for example, John chapter 20, verse 19, that the, the Jesus' followers, they were afraid of the community and the Jews around them. They were afraid, so they locked them inside the house because they were afraid. They were full of fear. Power to overcome the fear. We are living in this generation when people are afraid about their own reputation. I remember many times talk with people. They were, I don't know, they were uh, followers of Jesus, but they were disguised of something. Oh, not my customers, not my suppliers or my co-workers. If they find out that I'm Christian, oh no, I don't want this. If my friends at school, you find out that I am Christian, oh, they start making jokes on me. Fear and afraid of people and reputation. After the experience with the Holy Spirit, you will not be afraid of anything. Or devil, or your reputation, or someone you find out, oh, you go to the church. 
someone full of the Holy Spirit just overcome every fear. Fear for a commitment with God. I know maybe I'll talk with someone here in this garden or this camera who is afraid to commit himself with Jesus. You think, oh, it's cool. Jesus is nice. It's cool. And sometimes you feel something different in your heart and you know it's the Holy Spirit, but you are afraid of something. What do you say about me? What do they say about all oh, my family, all oh, my friends at school or university or work? When the Holy Spirit comes, there is no fear anymore. When the Holy Spirit comes, it plays your heart for God. Second, fear to accomplish uh, the mission. We overcome the fear. I have lots of friends and they have big brains. They are very clever and they talk about theology hours and hours. Sometimes I have these discussions about Bible and theology, hours, but they are not doing the mission. Guys, here in England, you have an amazing country. And some of, of uh, when I talk with some of you guys and friends and, and Christian friends, they don't know about the amazing legacy you have here. I was another day in London, we visit uh, John Wesley's house. And, and they have the, the, the church and the museum and uh, underground. They have lots of uh, cool stuff and, and documentaries about John Wesley's life. And also George Whitfield. And when I saw George Whitfield, picture of course, George Whitfield there, when I saw everything that they have there, I was amazed. Wow, I was a teenager studying theology in Brazil in another continent, studying about this guy. Now I'm here. In his fir the first time Whitfield went to, to preach, the very first time, he spent two days fasting and praying for that sermon. Two days. And after he preached it, the elders of his church, they decided, okay, we need to get rid of this guy. He's a big problem to our church. Don't allow him to preach again. Why? Because in that service that he was preaching, 15 people were weeping crying in repentance for their sins. But for the elders of the church, oh no, no, it's a mess. We want a service very organized and traditional. We don't want anyone with some weird manifestations here or, or weeping, no, 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 no. You see, in Acts chapter three, when Peter and John were praying for a guy in the gate called Beautiful, yeah, this was the name of the gate, and the guy was healed. The guy just entered inside the temple or the service, jumping, shouting, praising God. It was a mess. Sometimes we don't want the Holy Spirit disturbing our peace, our agenda. We don't want our phone ringing the wrong time. I have a dinner now. I don't want to give a lift for that person now. I, don't want, I want my life very and very organized. And George Whitfield spent 35 years preaching three or five times a day, speaking with crowds, with no microphones, from 2,000 to 80,000 people in London. When the Holy Spirit comes, you just want to accomplish a mission. And this leads me to another point I want to share with you. When the Holy Spirit comes, first, you overcome every fear. Second, you, you want accomplish some mission in your life. Third, you want something to die for. Guys, in Acts 1, we read Acts 2. In Acts 1, verse 8, classic, very famous text. Jesus said, okay, guys, the Holy Spirit is coming in your life, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. 
Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The word witnesses in Greek language is the same meaning for martyr, someone who is dying for some supreme cause. And in other words, to be a Jesus follower in this day, a Jesus follower in, the, in this time, in those days, means you could be dead. And in other words, when they say, okay, I will follow Jesus, they are saying, I don't care, they can kill me. I have something in my life bigger than myself. I have something, I have a cause, I have a mission much bigger than my own life that I want to live for. I want to live for this. Marcia. Just to give an idea, the simple phrase, Jesus is Lord, or Jesus is my Lord, in those days was so dangerous, because the word Lord, in Greek means um, Kyrios, is the title they used to the Roman uh, emperor. So, any person say, I have another Kyrios, I have another Lord, was kind of conspiracy against the government. That's why they were <coughs> being killed all the time. What I'm saying here, I'm not saying, okay, now, okay, I need to die. No, 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 I'm saying that sometimes. We just have a such small life with no vision beyond us. Some questions. What gives you passion? What's the greatest project in your life? Oh, then I want to buy a house. This is the greatest project of your life? Is this... Okay, I want to work hard, get retired, and go to live in, I don't know, Spain or Italy. Or, okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a good plan. But is this the thing that would you like to live and die for? Would you die for a home? What's the greatest project? Oh, to have another contract with another client. What is the greatest cause of our life? The invite of the Holy Spirit is, I have another level of life for you. There is something bigger. There is something greater. You know, sometimes we just need a powerful experience with the Holy Spirit. You don't need another session in your psychologist or therapist or counselor. You don't need another tablet to sleep well. You don't need another. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to put your knees on the ground and say, Lord, I know there is something more. I know there is some fire. There is some wind. My life is just normal. My everyday life is just boring. Uh, I'm fighting for something that I, I need something more. I need something bigger. I need some different joy in my life. Some new vision in my life. A new flame in my heart. I need the Holy Spirit. This is the invitation. This is the is the power of the Spirit. It's not only, okay, I don't know, these guys, they speak another tongue. It's not only goosebumps or experience in the church service. It's much more. It's put some real life in your heart, in your mind. And you a real flame. It's impossible to resist. It's impossible to live in another way when you have a deep experience of the Holy Spirit. Without this, we are just not using everything that God has for us. 
I don't want another cool holidays. I want the power of the Spirit. I don't want just another cappuccino to make me feel good. I want the power of the Holy Spirit. I need meaning in my life. I need the purpose in my life. I want to live and die for something. I want some passion. I want something that makes my, my eyes sparkle. Or why I'm waking up on Monday morning? Why I'm coming to the church? Why am I having all this information about God? I need to do something with this. Power to overcome this fear. Power to accomplish some mission. Power to give you cause greater than yourself. And I want to finish with this. Power to forgive. When Jesus invited them, Jesus said, Okay, guys, you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You be my witnesses, Martyr. In Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the... Why Samaria? What's this city or town? Why is this name Samaria? Jerusalem, okay, we are Jew, we live in Jerusalem. Ends of the world, okay. Judea, yeah, all they are Samaria. Why Samaria? Okay, Samaria, guys. We had some informations about this place. Ends about your life and your heart and your past. Samaria. We have a very good conversation, a beautiful conversation between Jesus and a lady in a well. She is in John chapter 4. But also we have another part of the Bible in the New Testament in Samaria where they were so rude with Jesus and, and the disciples. They resist Jesus. They, they were opposition to him. And at the point that two of disciples of Jesus, James and John, they said, Jesus, just kill these guys. Do you want us to pray and ask God to send fire from heaven and to kill all of them? What is this? This hate, this anger against Samaritans? And now Jesus is saying, you will be my witnesses in Samaria? In the same place that you were so hurted? In the same place that you had this bad experience? Now you'll be back there. And if you keep reading your Bible, a guy called Philip went to Samaria and a revival came in Samaria. And then, okay, we need to send some apostle to Samaria. Who, who, who? John. The same guy who was full of anger against the Samaritans. And now John is in Samaria saying, God, send your Holy Spirit here. Power to forgive that person who hurt you. Or when you were so unfair with someone and you cannot forgive yourself. Power to overcome the fear. Power to accomplish the mission. Power to die for something, to live and die for something. Power to forgive. There's no more space to revenge or hurt or wounds in your heart when the Holy Spirit come in your life is much more than a Sunday morning in the garden. It's a project for your life. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is free. And it's here for you and me. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a while. The last time that I prayed, saying, God, I want to know more of the Holy Spirit. Could you send? 
Holy Spirit, could you speak with me in, in a different way? I don't know when the last time you said, I love you, Holy Spirit. Because he's a person. It's a person. I don't know when was the last time, Holy Spirit. I, I don't know you. Could you help me to see Jesus clearly? Could you help me to see the scriptures clearly? Holy Spirit, could you help me to get to know you better? Let's ask this now. Let's pray. Could you stand? Anna and the girls, if you would like to come to worship. I want to ask you a favor, guys. Thank you for your time, your patience. We are going, we are finishing the, the meeting. The next few minutes, we'll sing some songs. I don't know, maybe you'll be very busy your week. Tomorrow is Monday, you have many things to do. <laughs> But before you go to your Monday in your brain, or before you go to your lunch time, before you start to talk with people and your kids and be busy again, in this moment, in this moment, I want to ask you, please, bring your heart to God's presence. I want to ask you something. Don't pray for anything else. Don't pray for someone else. Pray for your heart. Because sometimes our hearts are so dry. Our eyes are dry. Our prayers are so shallow. And weak. And in this very moment, the Holy Spirit can embrace you. It's your opportunity to speak to Him. Will you sing this next song? Okay? And then I'll be back here for a final prayer. Okay? Thank you, guys. I will pour out my spirit on all people. All people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Oh, this has been my prayer for, for my girls. For the next generation. Your old men will dream dreams. It's amazing to see the, the older generation with dreams. Usually, they don't have more dreams. But when the spirit comes, they have dreams young men with vision young guys they don't have vision they just live their lives enjoy every day when the spirit comes they have vision to see things you see with your eyes but to have vision have your mind even on my servants both men women I will pour out my spirit days Lord Jesus everything that we need in our family in our home is your spirit Lord we have been trying in our own ways we have been trying to find solutions I don't know to be happy to try accomplish some plans most part of our plans are so rooted here But now we stop to say we need your Holy Spirit. I need your Holy Spirit. 
in my life, in my marriage, in the life of my daughters. We need the Holy Spirit in your church. We need the Holy Spirit in our town. We need the Holy Spirit in this new generation. Your people need the Holy Spirit, Lord. Holy Spirit, we love you. We want to know you better. Holy Spirit, look to our lives. Help us to see Jesus, to exalt Jesus. Come with power, with your violent wind. Come as a fire, bringing light, warms us up, spread across our family. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you so much. I want to surrender my life to you, Lord. My future, everything that's in my heart. I don't have a Christian life without, without the holy, powerful, sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm tired, Lord, of shallow and dry prayers. I want more, Lord. And if you are here this morning, if you're praying with me, if you're watching on YouTube, if you are here in this garden church, and you know you need more of the Holy Spirit, we are about to finish. I'd love to pray with you. We try to not expose people when, you know how it is. I'd love to pray with you. We don't need to explain nothing. But we'll be here to serve you, to pray with you to serve one another in this journey towards the Holy Spirit. It's a gift from God and His free. My wish and my prayer is that God send you a thirst and a hunger of His presence. God bless you all.